0: Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Seeds Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you decided to press play. And if you are a returning listener, thank you for your continued support. Either way, thank you very much. Good Seeds is a podcast birthed out of gratitude for the people I have the joy of being connected to and dedicated to encouraging you in whatever season of life you are in. This week, I'm sharing my conversation with a couple I admire Stephen and Kim Kelly Kim and I met in undergrad at Savannah State as seasons change and as we grow older good friendships evolve along with you years ago when I was living in New York City and Kim was still in law school we sent handwritten letters to each other as a means of checking in and remaining connected and I still have those letters to this day now with me being in school her being a wife a lawyer and now a whole mother to two whole babies at the same time. <laughs> it's a phone call, FaceTime, text message, or a card in the mail. I am grateful that as seasons change and we evolve, our connection remains. It also brings me great joy to see my friend loved well. Kim and Steve met while they were students in Augusta, Georgia, before she transferred to SSU where we met. When Kim went on to law school in Jacksonville, she and Steven reconnected and have been together ever since. What I love about Steve and Kim is the undeniable joy in their relationship. They complement each other well in such a beautiful way. To use Steve's words, they are on the same operating system. In this conversation, we talk about how they met, what they are looking forward to as new parents to beautiful twin girls, their work, how they cultivate joy in their relationship, and the importance of friendship as they grow together. We also get into a current case that Steve is working on that has gained some national attention and continues to show how much work there is to be done in our justice system. I hope that this episode encourages you to define what your relationships will look like in the way that is best for you, and to be intentional about creating joy in your life as an individual and in tandem with those who you are doing life with. As always, I hope that the good seeds dropped in this episode will fall on fertile soil and will help you in whatever life season you're in. Here's my conversation with Stephen and Kim Kelly. Enjoy. No. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Um, nice. Yes, you. yes, I'm excited to talk to y'all. Um, I think y'all are fun. I think y'all are funny, um, and I thoroughly enjoy watching y'all haze each other uh, on social
1: media. Yeah, it's the joy of my day.
0: <laughs> um, so I want to start out by asking um, this question to you individually and collectively: Who first? Who are the Kellys? And um, then who is Kim and who is
1: Steve? Well, I'll let Kim go first.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's who Steve is. Steve's the type of person who does things like that.
2: Okay, so w- that's a side, sidebar conversation, but who is Kim? I felt like when you sent that message or when you told me you know, to think about who I am as a person, it was heavy mm-hmm. and it made me just go like really deep. And so I don't really know how to articulate it other than with just, adjectives so I feel like Kim is silly she's you know possessive at times over the people she loves she's kind um ambitious um she's a daughter she's a friend she's a a sister um all those things and I feel like she's someone who who enjoys being a a tandem but is very much her own person and and I appreciate having someone that allows me to, to be that. That's cool.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. nice,
2: nice. And
0: so, then, oh, good.
3: Who
2: are the Kellys for me?
0: Yeah, the, for you. Who are the Kellys for you?
2: The Kellys for me are just like friends. This is like my, I know it's corny, but this is like really like, like my best friend. Like we are goofy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we enjoy each other's company. Um, it's very much a partnership. And I always always say things like I don't want to be like super relationshipy, like really married, you know. Like we we are married in the sense that we made a commitment to each other and in front of everyone, but we are bigger than just the the word married or the institution of marriage. I feel like we.
1: Yeah, I think we we t- we had discussions and in, in depth talks about like our definition of marriage, what a marriage should be like versus what we thought society. Um, uh, uh you know dictates a marriage to be. Yeah. And um for us, I think that the, the the highest compliment is being someone's friend. Like I take friendship very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like my friends, I hold them to a high standard because I, I I hold myself to that for them. Like if I don't talk to my my guys I talk to her every every day. I feel some type of way. I was talking to Howard the other day, like, "Hey, bro, you haven't been supporting me throughout this pregnancy." He's like, "What?" Like, like I hold my friendships um, very see. dear to me, yeah. and and with Kim, it's the same the same way, and she does the same thing. So sometimes um, I think people will uh, forget the role of friendship, and and we've made that promise to each other that we're gonna remain friends first, like. Kim is my friend and my wife. So the Kellys,
2: marriage is important. The titles are important because we subscribe to those societal norms. But also, most importantly, the way we define marriage is that the Kellys are friends. And we've chosen as two individuals, we're, we're alike in all the essential ways, but very different. We've chosen to go on the path together, but as separate people. So that we are both evolving on our own path, but just like, you know, hey, how's it going?
1: together yeah absolutely yeah. And, and Steve is forever changing for me yeah. I um I wear so many different hats just depending on the people who are around me even by the, the names that they that they call me I was literally talking about this yesterday and I said um you know I can just tell simply by what someone calls me like where they know me uh, from mm-hmm. and then the behavior that goes along with that yeah you know, and, and what what my uh my obligations to them are and uh, I think that now with the babies on the way that it's going to be an additional role. And I want them to, um, you know, I want to operate my life differently based off of them, you know? So yeah. I'm forever changing, forever evolving. And and um, I'm still trying to figure out actually who, uh, who Steve Kelly is myself, because uh, once I, I kind of get an idea, it shakes up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's good. that's that's some good that's some really good answers so y'all mentioned the babies so y'all are expecting twins tell me how y'all are feeling um and what are you excited about in parenthood
2: i am excited about just like the little the little things Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about them in my brain as eternal babies so i haven't even gotten past (laughs) you know stuff yet Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited about like baby kisses you know the way they smell seeing them walk for the first time um saying mommy and daddy like all the little teaching them stuff like um making memories and and capturing stuff for them when you know for when they're older so that's what I'm most excited about and just honestly from uh like what my body is changing and what I'm going through I'm the most excited to just hold them and have all of this unknown out the way.
1: I think you're also excited to get them out of you. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
2: mean, honestly, I am in, I'm going to miss the bump, but I'm not going to miss all the things that come with the bump. Yeah, that that's don't real. don't talk about. That's that real. really real. So, yeah, I do want them out of me, but um, <laughs> safely and when they're
3: ready. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I am uh, I'm excited, but I think... Um, my anxiousness overshadows my excitement, mm. right? And that's, that's, that's real. I am, you know, it's like, exciting goes with no worries, you know? That when you're anxious about something, you're kind of like, all right, I'm excited, but damn, this can, what's gonna happen? How's this gonna be? Yeah. And that's, I pretty much, when I think about yeah. them, I, I say maybe 70, 60%, good 60, 70% is more, anxiety or or anxiousness versus pure excitement
3: Same. but
1: i'm i'm looking forward to it and you know selfishly i can say that um i did not it wasn't like you know I, we i grew up with a silver spoon or anything of that sort but when i closed my eyes and i talked to kim about it from elementary school to um middle school high school college Whatever Disney Channel is showing you about how college is supposed to be, or high school is supposed to be, or your childhood—I had that. Like I had the big family and the cousins, and my grandmother and my grandfather, and my the parents, and the Letterman jacket, and uh, so—and that was cool. Like you know, some people are like, man, high school sucked, but I'm not. I'm looking forward to going through all of that, and then the things with with my kids and living through those experiences again with them and being mindful in it. Like so many things, so many blessings for me just happened. Like it was just, just fortunate enough to happen. Um, you know, I was getting ready. I'm 20, 19, 20 years old. I'm getting ready to finish undergrad. I just took the, I said, man, took the LSAT. And then I took the LSAT and two weeks, two, three weeks later, like I'm going to law school. Like it, it just happened. But I just fell into it. But I'm going to be mindful of it with my kids. To say I want y'all to y'all go into summer camp. Like one of my best experiences was just my one of my good friends Luther. He was like, "Hey man, I'm going to this camp," and his dad was like, "All right, you want to go too?" And I went. It was great. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be mindful to put them little jokers in camp. Yep. Like you're going to camp, you go into your grandmother's house for this time or whatever the case may be. So I'm excited, man. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm stoked.
2: I, I would say I'm we're similar in the fact that we both grew up the opposite of privilege, but I think Steve had more of an anchor. Um, of course my background is more varied. So I didn't have my, my whole family with me. It was just me and my mom and very chaotic at times. Mm -hmm. So I'm moving and stuff like that. Yeah. And single mom. So I'm looking forward to having a firm family unit that's anchored somewhere, one place, (laughs) um, you know they're not going to go to a bunch of different schools i want them to have like a firm memory of oh this is the house i grew up in mm-hmm. or maybe two houses
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i went to this school and we went to school with all the same people all the way through you know at least for a decent same, amount same of time. desires
1: but, but for different reasons right like, i went to one elementary school i was yes. the first kindergarten class to graduate i went to right? nine and then i schools. went to one wow. middle school with the same people <laughs> it was like and one high well two high schools but up to 10th grade it was like the same people from my elementary school, and just continued to expand. The same people that came to my wedding, like yeah. Um, and and then I I switched schools, but I had that foundation. Um, just you know, I was able to get used to certain things, the norm, yeah. to learn people, to yeah. be able to have people learn me. To, you know, it was a good good. It was a good time. So I want that. Time.
3: Yeah, I really yeah. want that.
0: Yeah, I want to say as someone who um my parents had us in everything. We played, I played violin, piano, every sport in our house you can think of, soccer, baseball. I no, my brother didn't play baseball. I played softball, basketball, everything. Yeah. Your children, as as children, they they may talk to their friends about, it, or they may even say to you, like, oh, mom, dad, this is a really great thing. But as an adult, they will look back on those moments fondly. They will look back on the moments when, um, you prepared. Like I remembered recently, my mother used to always, every time it was cold outside, she would like make this chili and cornbread like all the time. And so they will look back on those moments. Like my mom and my dad did this, um, or we, we had this, or they were intentional about making sure we ate dinner together at night. Or, um, you know, my mom, um always wanted to dress like me <laughs> you know somebody yeah. or dress us alike whatever it is your children are going to look back on that fondly. so I think it's beautiful that y'all both for different reasons but um come together and have a desire to build this vision of what your family is I think that's absolutely wonderful and your kids will love you for it um okay.
3: yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> they, will. they will even even in moments when they're like 13 and they don't really like you sometimes you know
1: well I'm, I'm- I'm quite sure. I'm looking forward to those, those years also. Yeah. Cause I imagine that, you know, we're going to borrow them for, for one through eight or nine or so.
2: And then they're their and then they're
1: going to have their, like help them yep. become who they are, but bro, have your, do your thing. Cause I want mine back. Too. <laughs> don't, don't let the door hit you. you, know, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: Yeah. Good deal. So l- let's backtrack a little bit. How did y'all get here? So how do y'all know each other? How did you meet that kind of stuff?
1: I met I met Kim her freshman year in um, at Payne College. She was at Payne. I was at Augusta University, mm-hmm. and um, it was at this Halloween party. For this is my memory. Of yeah, it. you have a different. memory. She has a very different memory. <laughs> you can tell me, isn't accurate? But I know what I can saw. You
3: just tell a story, brother.
1: So it was at this Halloween. She had these little shorts on. Oh Kim, my goodness! I'm, I'm going there. Kim was a runner, runner. So she was slim. She had a nice shape, you know? And uh, I remember she had this little hat on. Her little ears were sticking out from the hat. And I saw her and Lily. And, you know, I went up to her. I spoke to her or whatever. You know, I'm not going to even recite what I said.
2: That's not what she said that
1: day. So let me tell you my story. I know that. But anyway, then I I saw her again. That's my story. uh, That's when I shot my shot.
2: I, I saw him in the quad. And he said, he walked up to me in gold boots. With no shirt on, just wild, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Girl, you look so good, girl. I just want to drink your bath."
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you actually say
2: that? He said it. That on. is my word. I've never. I did. I
1: <laughs> so did.
2: naturally, I was scared, <laughs> I was
3: scared off. Of <laughs> your bath
2: water. But I was like eighteen. Nah, I was I mean, like, "Oh my god, he you know, said that."
1: No, nah, it wasn't like it wasn't like that.
2: That's offensive. It
1: wasn't like that. You tell know. me how it was and it was honestly is that what you said i kicked myself so long for like saying that but it was like okay to say that
2: yeah i mean you were in you thing. you were young yeah even
1: in that climate at that time it was different than here and Oh,
2: too. babe no one is gonna meet to you no. for that good lord
0: yeah Yeah, that was it was a, it was a while ago it was a decade ago right a decade ago. it was
2: decade yeah.
3: plus yeah
2: and
0: you were the bros and the bros well
1: I'm still the brus. We just
0: well, you still the bros, but you you you're the, you're
1: the, you're yeah, the adult
0: You the <laughs> you're the you're the you're the, uh, you're the aware I, bros now. now.
1: I would say, look very nice, Kimberly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now I have your phone number? Yeah. Have,
1: to dinner. But I did get their number. I did get the number. Mm-hmm. I the number. Okay. But
2: I transferred to Savannah State yeah. shortly thereafter, and yeah, the kaput. Number. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and
1: and then from there, um. She came back to Augusta, and I saw her kind of sporadically hanging out. And uh, I went Twitter to law happened. school. Twitter happened. Mm.
2: I got on Twitter. He was yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, he was yeah. tw- Mr. Twitter. Not mm. really. And that's how we—I found him again, and I found yeah. out you know, that I, he still existed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and she, she was probably looking for me, I, and and she realized at that time, like I said, I had uh, you know, many many hats and personalities that people knew me as, but. I was a scholar. You know? I didn't
2: know that. I, I thought he was just a brush.
1: Um, didn't know
2: he was smart. Yeah, i was enough.
1: Getting ready to graduate. I'm 19 years old. You know, I was yeah. doing my thing.
2: All right. And mm-hmm. so to streamline so, this.
1: So, so, I was applying to, to all different. You know, she's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I
2: was, like, I was and at least she was here for this chapter, yeah. applying to different law schools, seeing mm-hmm. some money. Um, Decent LSAT grades, not through the roof. So, I mean, I was waitlisted for a couple schools, got into a couple straight up. But mm-hmm. the ones I got into awesome. straight up, like UGA said, you're not getting any money. So I'm, you know, poor at that time. So I needed a scholarship. So Florida Costa was one of the schools that, that offered that. And then through Twitter, I found out he went to Florida Coastal. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about coming down there for law school. And and then I ended up going to the tour and, you know, started school. We reconnected, became friends. Friendship she, grew yeah. into.
1: She became my best friend. Yeah. You know, she was, mm-hmm. she was my best are. friend. It was my type man. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Um and through that friendship, I, I grew so much, and I, I will say that uh, um, Kim, Kim is probably most responsible for uh for my evolution. Mm. You know, I'm be nah, she probably is. <laughs> Just not even as not even on Same the relationship, yeah. but the um, you know, as my friend. Like you you taught me so much or even not even taught me, but just being around you and hearing certain things. It made me go seek, you know, and learn about about things just so I can I can be around you and be able to talk to you. And it was was a whole part of the world that I I didn't know about. but I know about Abu Dhabi. Uh, I know a lot about Abu Dhabi now. And, and Dubai and Qatar and all of that stuff because this is the type of person that she is. And if you want to be around them, like, ah, oh, damn, this is what she's on now. Yeah. And then the next day, you know, she transitions into uh, some damn Victorian queen <laughs> stuff. And this is the thing that she's watching. And now I gotta watch this and now I'm telling her, I can't stand that Elizabeth <laughs> you know, or whatever, so. yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. she's responsible for some 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 of my evolution. And then when you talk to Kim, Kim is really motivating. She'll tell you, just do it. You know, so many things I've talked about doing, I'm like, you know, just do it. Just do it.
0: And yeah.
1: Get tired of doing hearing that, so you do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So y'all, so met at uh, in Augusta, then it really became friends living in Jacksonville. So if somebody is asking you, um, how do you maintain a friendship in a relationship, like in a in a relationship and in a marriage? Um, what would you say to that? Like, how do you do that?
1: I think you just commute, well, everybody's friendships is different and what you want in a friend and desire and friendship is, is different as well. Um, you know, even with like y'all, all y'all circle and things of that sort, y'all, y'all are tight, 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 y'all tight, but y'all not like talking like every, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kim with me, it's like this most of the time, like, you know, <laughs> and, um, we just, we just talk and communicate and you, you try to make sure that, um, you try to make sure that, you know, you hold each other accountable, and I know what Kim's desires are because she voices them, and I I, I try my damnedest to uh to meet them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Be that honest with each other, yeah. communicate, and um, I think just not let any of the other, you know, BS get in your, getting that that tunnel vision of the fact that we're we're friends. Yeah, friends do certain things. I mean, friends, you know. Yeah. Say, Friends do certain things and don't do certain things to each other.
2: So, so I say, and I learned a lot about friendship through Stephen. Like he's elevated my awareness of friendship and what it means to be a good friend and how to how to maintain a friendship. So communication is important. I'm very vocal about saying what it is I want, how I want it, what I don't like. So he never has to worry about. Damn, did that piss her off? No, you'll know because I'm going to tell you in the moment. And and I think the other side of that that I wasn't great with is, is kindness to a certain extent, like
3: mm.
2: making sure that your words are kind and that you're acting in kindness um, always. And I think that those two things balance us out. So at least an attempt to be kind, it's not always successful. So um, yeah. kindness and communication because the friendship already existed, but those are the two things that keep it going and maintaining your own Life, like find yeah. something to do. I find yeah. something to do. He's more social than I am, but I'm very much uh, okay in my bubble. Doing and, some, me. and
1: she just wants time to. I don't like being alone.
2: Yeah, you know, I like time alone. I might
1: not want to be with you all the time, mm-hmm. but I like to like if I'm not a- with you, I'm going somewhere else to be around other people.
2: Right? And that's somehow we grew up. I grew yeah. up in my room by myself, so I can entertain myself, and it centers me. I listen to music, read books, yeah. and then
1: it you tell me about your day. Six of us, yeah. all, all, all of. all the time so Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um because she likes that that gives me my opportunity to go and do whatever and not be you know bothered or
2: and then you have something to talk about because if we're always together I know what happened you have nothing to tell me so it's like always something to talk about and he is what I call a hobbyist so he always has a new (laughs) hobby I'm talking about pool poker Cigars.
1: Listen, I'm a competitor. Boxing. I'm a competitor. He always has a mm-hmm. new hobby. You know, that's my Karate. Family. He's my into family. karate right
2: now. <laughs> we you watched know. Cobra Kai, and the next day he signed up at the dojo. So, yeah. you know, it's always exciting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? It's, it's been
1: uh, It's, it's been always fine.
2: exciting, though. It's been fun. He, he keeps mm-hmm. me laughing. The man is always into something, so it's always a story. Mm-hmm.
1: And I look forward to having two more people to get into stuff with yes yeah, yeah. a good hobby
0: mm-hmm. so, so so in addition to karate what else are you into right now
1: uh boxing cigars big boxing cigars um been playing some bumps bon- some some dominoes learning that game what happens all the time is i'd like to tra- trash talk and then mm-hmm. somebody can trash talk with me and i don't know how to do it and what i will do is uh, in the spare time Master I will master. uh try my damnness to master it.
0: Ping pong was yeah. a thing at one oh, time. Man. He, oh, yeah. he, I'm nice he, at ping pong, though. I'm good at ping pong.
2: Are you? I am.
1: Yeah. That's a, this well, we one went man. Uh, Mark, and he was just yeah. talking trash. And th- man, he I went. He went nuts. Oh, yeah.
2: Because we had a ping pong table where we used to live in. Mm-hmm. He getting there at 2 o'clock in the morning and hey. then going to invite hey. the person over for hey. a challenge and hey. beat him in front and of
1: everybody. I beat him, I, you should have saw his face. <laughs> uh, you should have yeah. saw basically was worth it so it's fine
0: yeah if, if folks don't follow you on instagram right now steve hates his people about their suit the, the, the your other your your friends um, they
1: come, they, i promise you they'd be coming for me Alicia. Yes. i promise i wake up and I, I think they feel like they look good that day <laughs> They to tag me and talk trash and it's fine you know but uh i should be picking out my stuff anyway so that is funny you're like at having a woman's eye you know? that
0: is fun. that so she funny so you make make sure you look good when you go out right because you you get you represent her well too you know y'all represent each other
1: right yeah, I, I try to yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so what like y'all are joyful people you are um you like to have fun how do you maintain joy like what do y'all do um and this may you may i think you kind of alluded to this but um yeah, how do you maintain joy just in your, your day-to-day relationship?
1: You know, I think that... Uh... I want to go first. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Steve, I think, is not is a naturally just about joyful say. person. And ever since I met him, yeah. like, I think I'm a naturally happy person, too. But I also am a worrier. I get bogged down in my own head, mm-hmm. and the thoughts will run me. I can get stressed out about almost anything,
0: Okay. I feel you, yeah. Him, yeah. yeah.
2: nothing. I don't care what it is, work. I don't care. So I build something at the house. I'm his do my family, best. health. He is not worried about anything, and his zest for life and lack of worry is contagious. Mm-hmm. Always has a smile. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost difficult for him to close his mouth. I promise <laughs> yeah. you,
3: the well. teeth
2: are always showing. So like <laughs> when you with somebody that is just so happy, it is it's like infectious. So it makes it easy to be happy.
3: Yeah.
2: Now, other things in life will come in, like work stress. Like, you know, I recently left a stressful career, so to speak, like Mm -hmm. litigating corporate you know, corporate law. And so that was a drain on my battery. So while I'd be happy at home, outside, I'd be just, you know, struggling. to just my joy. So once you cut that out, I mean, the joy is just infinite. So I'm just, I'm on cloud now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, and when I say, I said this to a friend of mine who isn't always just naturally happy and joyful. And his response to me made me try to improve myself on, everybody doesn't have that same operating system. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, Alicia, when I said this to him, I know I pissed him off, but I was being so honest. I have, I can't recall one bad day. Right, in my entire life. I've had bad hours or bad couple of hours, but my body is wired. Like I will convince myself like this is the brighter side of that, or there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about that, Steve. So stop worrying. Or yeah. whatever the case may be. So that yeah, that's just sorry, just,
2: that's the dog. That's
1: just who the kind of who I am. And, and Kim's Kim's happy too, but I don't know. How do how do you uh try to maintain joy? You
0: know what I did know. You can ask me that. That's cool questions. Um, so I, well, I, I, there are things that small and big things that just like right now. There's a candle lit, and I like stuff like that. Like I like I like fresh flowers. I like going outside. Um, so I spent the morning outside. I enjoy that. I enjoy. Um, so yeah, I grew yeah. up in a house where it was just stuff was always happening, always. Happening. always. Yeah. It's noise. Um, people everywhere. You always got something to do and always somewhere to be and people we had a basketball rack in our backyard so everybody was at our house like all the time um and my mother came home one day she was like it was one day I came home and y'all were like handing out glasses of milk to the kids in the neighborhood like literally just giving away food so we always were doing something um and I find joy in being, being around people but also in quiet like I enjoy as I've gotten older I enjoy like being quiet and sitting down and chilling but also doing stuff that I just like um I like riding bikes I like being outside I like being around people I enjoy talking to people meeting up with friends going to whatever it is um but I also find joy in solitude too so yeah yeah I, find so I think it. lucky I think yeah.
1: we're 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 amongst the lucky people I think that uh, you can find the joy in the little things the little thing. you can't
2: find the joy in the little things I think that's what
0: it is yeah and if ever there's I could I could I'm trying to think about that. Really, have I, are there days where I just think days are horrible? Like, even when people say, I say, man, it's a nice day. They're like, well, it's raining and gloomy. I'm like, but does that mean it's not a nice day? It's like, it's a good day. I'm alive. I'm good. Um, and so, yeah, like, have I had a horrible day? I don't think I've had, I mean, like, you, I've had moments that are like, oh, this is terrible.
1: But you work yourself. You're right. Renting, you find a way to be like this is what I have to do or this is the brighter side of it or whatever. But
3: Yeah.
2: In worse situations, like you've been at times in your life when there really was something bad going yeah. like, yeah. So now, like, I have to be more mindful about my happiness more so than Steven. So, like, if, if something goes wrong in that day, like I said, I tend to, like, focus in on mm-hmm. um, maybe one thing that happened and I have to say, wait a minute. And I have to literally, literally say out loud what is going right and the, what's going right is yep know what's going wrong, and I'll say it out loud. Like you have a beautiful home, you have a, a job, you you know, and and so so on and so forth. And
3: yeah,
2: be healthy, your mom's alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it brings yeah. me back in focus, and and then I'm like, that's not such a big deal. It's gonna be
0: fine. Yeah, and it ta- it takes intentionality too, like to really say, you know, yeah, this is great. Or if there are moments where I realize, like, oh, I'm, oh, I feel a little sad right now. Let me do something to bring me some joy. You know what I'm saying? Um. And again, that might be right now in quarantine, I really got into like fresh flowers. Um, so I was really making sure that I had fresh flowers and I just think they bring light to a space. Um, and so, yeah, like I think even like just intentionality behind doing that, like, you know, every day, bring yourself some joy, even in small ways. Um, even if I'm snowed in, I'm gonna light these candles though. <laughs> I'm, I'm warm. I'm not shoveling this snow. Right. You know? um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, small ways, but also like intentionality behind it, like reminding yourself, okay, here's what, I get to do what I'm doing. I get to get up, I get to do this. I get to be in this place. Um, yeah, switching the mindset is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey friend, have you been enjoying Good Seeds? If yes, head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a comment about the show and what you gained from it so far. Share the show with those who you have the honor doing life with and also be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever streaming platform you use so that you never miss an episode. And lastly, follow me on IG at alicia.m.williams for episode release details. Thank you for listening. Now back to my conversation with Steve and Kim. Enjoy. So you both mentioned you mentioned that you both uh, are lawyers. So, um, what kind of work do you do? Like, you know, there's so many pieces of law, right? And ways to practice law um you know I
2: um have always worked in civil law civil litigation in particular mm-hmm. so started at a plaintiff's firm like doing injury cases medical malpractice cases and then made the jump to um defense law insurance defense which is just the other side of litigation representing the companies versus the individuals that are hurt and that was stressful
3: when mm-hmm
2: and actually never wanted to do that but fell into it but it was a great experience you can't give up, you know litigation experience i know it now can't go back um but i always wanted to work in-house anywhere mm-hmm. now i work uh, for an investment bank
1: and um and literally in house
2: yeah <laughs> and in the house, in the house. And, um, yeah which is thanks to COVID, but now that this is a new norm, I may never go back, so that's great. Um, so I couldn't be happier, it's low stress, I don't have to go to anybody's court, argue with anybody about anything, just just hanging out, answering questions, doing some reports, emails, conference calls, which has, it still has its annoyances, but when I put it in context, it doesn't compare.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: I am chilling.
1: Hmm. I hear you, I hear you. I do um, state and federal criminal defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to call myself a protector of uh, the constitutional rights of uh, citizens. Mm-hmm. Mostly accused, most of the time. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, I do uh, state and federal defense. Um, you know, the type of cases vary uh, from possessions, to DUIs, to gun charges. Right. Uh, yeah, very violent crimes. Um, so.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm tapping on my tenth year of practice coming up here soon. Sitting on nine now. It's been a, a long, hard road, man. It, but it feels like it went like that. Yeah, you know?
0: right. that's yeah. crazy already. Wow, crazy. that's crazy. Time is moving. Time is
1: moving.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. dang. So I remember like being on the uh, blacktop, like at the uh, basketball court. And you know, you used to see the older dudes pull up and you know they had the nice car, the, the pretty the pretty lady, uh, you know the jury and things of that sort. And most of those guys that used to come out there, they come out all dressed and fly and stuff and you know take off the joint. everybody had basketball shorts up under their gear and this was <laughs> kind of like Jabot era. So yeah. they they pull up like what's going on socially like what people are wearing and things of that sort, the cool people, most of those people who was there, were doing things that they should not have been doing. Mm-hmm. But there was this one guy that pulled up named Charles Lyons. Charles Lyons is a Q and Charles Lyons is an attorney as well. And I'm probably nine, 10 years old. Charles is probably 31, 32, a lawyer. But he pulled up with the same car that these guys had. The same, you know, he's swaggy and everything, and he hanging out. So, cause a lot of times you become your profession. So people who have the skills and the abilities to, to, uh, to do these jobs and do these jobs well, a lot of times it doesn't seem cool. Like, I don't want to be a corny uh, whatever. You know what I mean? So yep. sometimes I think that it's cool people who do these jobs, but because they have those jobs, they feel like, I can't do that. I can't wait for Friday. I put my earring in my ear. It's coming in. When I get out on Friday and I'm done working, now I'm just Steve, Steve. it's weekend Steve, and I'm hanging out and boom. And uh, I think that uh, our community members seeing that is, is, is so important. I think yeah. that that's amazing. So it comes we, from
2: that thought from our community that we have to like assimilate. Assimilate, yeah. Or the pressure yeah. to get or code switch, you know, and be like, oh, I can't, I have to wear pearls and polo. No, no, you, nah, can, you can just can wear your just be yourself
1: Right. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, and
2: it takes you have to own that and, and then be conscious about it and
1: yeah, because yeah, when you don't do yeah. that and you assimilate, what you're doing is you're putting your culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: on uh, below, uh, lower on the right. totem pole
2: because they're right. not um, that's that we're going into their yeah. culture that's how they are all the time. We don't have to wear lily Pulitzer. I don't have again. to do that we at all. And if
1: it's a you part know? of my uniform for my job, right? Then okay, that's cool, but nah, you not a, who I am. This is, that's not right. who I am and it's not what my people do right this, yeah. is, this is it you
2: know like we like, if we want to wear Jordans on the weekend I'm wearing Jordans to the to the golf tournament guys yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it's Saturday exactly
0: exactly yeah, yeah I'm gonna show up authentic I'm gonna be myself
2: authentic. and, and it took time to get there too because I remember being a law student even and like oh you know I gotta feel I, I feel like I'm younger more youthful now than I was then because I felt like I had to yes like, had to dress like a
0: yeah, yes yeah. yes I know exactly what you mean girl I mean yeah I spend a lot of time
2: doing that you wear studs
0: you
1: know I
2: don't want to look urban at yeah. this. Yep, you know what so I mean
1: from, but yeah
2: but yeah. now as a older woman I've grown into like no this is who I am and it's you're nothing from wrong from this, this, that's you from Atlanta. and this
1: is this my is from front end. I'm wearing
2: right.
0: wearing sneakers.
1: yep and that's I'm, what I'm, I want to wear listen and you can't beat you're not better at your job than I, I am at mine right. exactly
0: so, exactly.
1: Uh, like yeah, yep. that's my doctor right there. Yep, yep. That's
0: true. yeah <laughs> Exactly. I'm from the west side of Savannah and I'm still I'm yeah. still and- <laughs> your doctor. Like what's up? Like I still and get
2: away from the heavy consonants because not- and- while it's still important for certain conversations, like also, you know, this is how I talk. Like I remember Steve told me a story about being in court one time and he made a mistake or something and whatever he was saying and the judge called him on it and he was like, "My bad." Like but it just came out. Yep. <laughs> But yeah. he didn't correct himself. You and know what I mean, Judge. Then,
1: yeah, my bad. The, yeah, and then the guy yeah. said something to me, right, uh, about not the judge but a colleague. And you know, I said to myself, you know what my bad means? Like when you guys walk around here and say no worries and it's okay, it's the same. But what your exactly. your informal response is socially acceptable in this, and you you don't think that mine is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing that, it's not. Mm-mm. I'm not yeah. I'm not doing that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I don't I don't have to do that either because the truth of the matter is that the people who employ me are of that culture as well mm-hmm. so, yeah I I understand some people who are in a situation where they have to I just hope that they realize that you know find but that I'm, way
2: I'm, I'm, ta- I'm
0: taking my
1: power back yeah 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 find a way out of it or at least realize that, that you know it's not you know You you follow me
0: yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean.
1: I'm not changing my voice box. Now, I do right. think code switching is, is important in because it, it it increases the amount of people who you can possibly communicate with. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be an effective communicator. you got to be able right. to. If I'm in the room, and it's, it's, it's some young, I'm 32, and they're 20-year-old, um, some Black guys, we're just hanging around. Yeah, I might say no cap to them.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm
1: talking to my little brother. I might, I might throw that in there. If it's a 40 year old black dude, I'm not saying that. So that's right. the same thing. I'm just trying to be an effective communicator, right. That's right. It. but I'm not. Uh
0: uh-uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like certain, certain situations I have to use certain language, but let's be real. Like certain patients, I might say like, like last month I had a situation. She came, we may be like three or four years apart. I went into her. I was like, sis, yeah, we, we shouldn't be doing this. Like you exactly. know, I'm say let's let's do a little different. Right. Um, but then other situations that might not work. I think what has happened is we have become, particularly in these professional roles, because the 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 people that historically have been in these positions, their view of us is so re- like really narrow and is relegated right. to what their experience of us is. Mm-hmm. Then we have we have felt the need to assimilate. And, the, and again, I, again, I think code switching is necessary in certain situations. Um, because like you say, you want to be an effective communicator, but as I age, I'm like, I'm from the West side of Savannah, cause like, this is, this is what it is. Like, but also that does not diminish my intellect. It does not mean that I am not capable of serving in this way. Um, if anything, it adds value to it because I can speak to this person, you know, this way and get this, the same information to them this way. And then this same information to somebody else in a different way. Um, and it just it adds value to experience and allows me to exist, you know, not just either or, but both and, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. But it has to be. And the reason why is because for so long, uh, the, the, the culture that we were, were looking to assimilate or, or assimilate in control access to these jobs, mm-hmm. right? access to this this type of employment. Mm-hmm. So they knew it was to the point where you, had to you be can't just yeah, yeah, as you, a
2: black male attorney, yeah, they, all day. Yes, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you know. If, yes,
1: if not, it was going like it, it was always hurdles, and it's still hurdles. But those hurdles that they were going to block you in, if you were just being authentically mm-hmm. from the, of, of your culture, we could have had it. They yeah. Don't, they don't control the access the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: so, I'm here like over quarantine. I lock like I've been locking my hair. I for the job now, and I went to this interview with my well, my fro out. But you know, like even now, they're more accepting of like the curly, mm-hmm. you know, ambiguous fro. Right. Surprise! When I come back to the office, I'm having <laughs> locks. Okay. Yep. yep. So, still me. Hey, how you doing?
0: Right. It's so fascinating to me to see people to see people see you. So like, for example, I walked into a hospital last month and for lots of, there were like, maybe I would say like five or six, um, black nurses and maybe two black doctors. Mm -hmm. Right. One of them, three, one of them, she and I had a, like a really good conversation behind the scenes, um, just about culture and whatnot. But, um, it's so interesting to watch them see me like walk in there. So I just, I told y'all, I just cut my hair out there today, but walk in there with my like hair twisted. And they're like, Hmm, something does, something is out of place. And I'm like, Hey y'all. And not only that, that I walk in, I walked in. So before I go into the hospital, I have on a mask. It's a, um, a mask that a friend, a Ghanaian friend gave me. It's a, um, Kente cloth. So I'm walking in there, a Kente cloth mask on. My hair is twisted at the time before I change into like, you know, what I'm going to wear on the floor. And they're like, hmm, this is, this is not, something's not right about this. And I'm like, but here you go.
3: Yeah. right? Here we go. We here. Yeah. Doctor, yeah.
0: And I'm sharp too. And I'm, and, and I'm tight. Like, and you're not going to be able to call me on X, Y, and Z. I'm tight, but also you're going to, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. You know?
3: you
1: need a um, and and the, the key is this the key is that you're doing so much for the people looking at you. Yeah. Look like you. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, so Steve, you are working on a um, rather public case right now and um, oh. yep for diamonds Four. And so talk about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Diamonds. Um, it's, it's, it's a joy representing her now. Um, a fortunate joy. Um, mm-hmm diamonds is a 28 year old mother uh, from jacksonville she has no prior criminal history at all and uh, she lives a a crime-free life Uh, she was in her home she went to a funeral the the day before got home uh, very late she um, and luckily her daughter wasn't there so her and her fiance are sleeping and uh, they wake up to glass shattering Uh, their bedroom uh, glass was being being broken and um, they, somebody was coming into the home. Now the reason why it was being broken, we we learned, was to remove privacy. Um, what do they call privacy curtains? Because the person couldn't see in, mm-hmm. so that means that she can't see out either. So uh, she's she's waking up to the glass shattering. Someone's coming in her home. Being mindful, this is a high crime area that she lived that she lives in. Um, know months prior there was two or three break-ins in a neighbor's home she went and got a firearm uh, because of that but on that day they're breaking their glass and she shoots out Um, she runs to the bathroom with her fiance, and she calls the police come to find out it is um, police trying to execute a warrant in the home she had no idea Um, you can even hear if you if you haven't listened there's a 911 call you can hear when she calls 911, she says, hey, somebody's coming in. She was fearful. She thought a murderer was, she was, She thought her home was being invaded. Mm-hmm. And um, then they come on the loudspeaker and announce themselves. You can hear the surprise and, yeah. in her voice. She's like, what, this JSO? What? Same thing that I would, I would say. I live a crime-free life. You're not coming to my house to execute a warrant, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then she immediately complies and she, she's been charged with uh, attempted murder on a, a law enforcement officer, which um, in minimum time, and she's fighting, it's 25 years. You know, she's uh, literally fighting for the, the remainder of her life.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so she is, uh, we had a bond here. So number one, she should have never been arrested.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She should have never, ever been arrested. And, and most people, uh, of a certain demographics. And it is clear to me uh, and, and you know that black people, people of color, um, that the, the laws that read the same are applied differently to us. And so she never should have been arrested. What should have happened is they should have did an investigation. They should have took her statement, took everyone's statement there, and she should have been able to, to go and be with her mother or her, her daughter while they investigated it. But they arrested her. And then she was held on a $535,000 bond that was set at first appearance, which, considering these facts, that should have never happened. And then the state attorney's uh, office got the case, and it was assigned to uh, ASA Chris Huban. And Chris Huban got the facts, and in my opinion, the case shouldn't have been filed, but it was. And then I got discovery and seen all of the stuff that she told me and it was evidence. And I knew that with this now, that with this 911 call with everything that we have, the fact that there is no body cams, these officers had no body cameras. Now they have military uh, grade weapons and ammo. They have um, those protective vests. And on this warrant that they have that wasn't, um, my client wasn't subject to says that it is a high risk so you enter into a civilian's home with, 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 with that type of firepower with no cameras, no transparency for you to be able to see what happened. Her daughter is a kid, lived lived there. Right? right? So considering all of these facts, I thought for sure, OK, now they're going to they're going to drop these charges. Right. They didn't. We went through a bond hearing. And then considering her, that she's not a fight risk, that she has no prior criminal history, no passport, no real significant means, I thought that for sure that bond was going to be reduced. And it wasn't,
3: mm-hmm.
1: she sat in jail. Um, so then we did a, the initial story. And from there, uh, it, it got a lot of publicity. And we talked to a, a lot of individuals um, who, who definitely, definitely shed light on her story and, and gave the story some notoriety and exposure. Um, and we were trying to raise money for the, the 10% uh, of her bail, uh, which was 53,000 at that time. And um, every time it was, it was almost there. You know, we were, something that happened, we had people willing to put up the entire 10%, but then there was a, um, a collateral issue and she doesn't have great financial means. So it's not like she, her parents had a house that they can sign or something of that sort. So we kept digging, we kept digging, and we, uh, I ran into some community organizers, and we got five hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars yesterday, and she was released. So she's home, but justice hasn't been served yet. The the way justice looks in this case, actually, justice can't be served. Mm. Right? The, pure justice cannot be served because. She's already been arrested. She's already spent 130 days in her life. However, the uh, justice moving forward looks like these these charges being dropped. Doesn't look like us going to trial and, and beating. She should not have to go through that, considering these circumstances. So, uh, but if, if we have to, we will. Um, I I have I've never I've never been so sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: of a client in my life. Yeah like 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 this her story her her energy uh she's a mother she 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 is a um she's outstanding citizen you know she's she's hardworking. she um she that should not have happened to her shouldn't happen to anyone yeah yeah we we have to do something so uh, i think diamond's case is going to going to do more um Diamonds and and Breonna Taylor's case are are so similar, but they just show the difference and what can happen, different results. These are the two options that this police state has given us as black people. If someone can, we don't have a castle doctrine that applies to us, right? Staying your ground doesn't really apply to us here. It's shown If if someone comes into your home, executing a warrant, these are the two likely outcomes.
3: Casket mm-hmm.
1: or jail. That That's what's possible to happen.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, but I think that with Diamond's case, she's going to do so much nationally um, because more than anything, I think we do have a, uh, we have the best criminal system in the world. And, uh, but because you're taking, because you, you're actually taking people's liberty away, the best is not, it's not okay. It has to continue to get better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But, with Diamond's case, what I what I hope to come out of this after she's completely exonerated is that no law enforcement officer should ever enter into a civilian's home without the use of a body cam, especially if it's a pre-planned entry like a, a search warrant or arrest warrant or something of that sort. I think that transparency in the in the police force and a lot of the stuff that we're getting these social changes it has been solely due to transparency, due to being seen, due to the, the civilian recording that officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck. We saw that. Yeah. If we didn't see that and it wasn't transparent, that report would have read a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the transparency is what, what needs. When we give someone the authority and the badge to govern ourselves, to govern us, we should be able to hold them, because they're people too. Because we have police, that means that people need to be governed, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and police are people. Mm-hmm. So it's just that simple. We, I need to see what you're doing when you're out there protecting and, and serving. Right. Uh, and I, I think that, that that is what I hope comes out of this uh, reform wise. Um, after she's exonerated and because th- this can't happen. Anymore. It could have ended really, really badly. I'm glad that officer was, and he was doing his job. And I'm glad what was told to him uh, to do. I'm glad that he wasn't uh, seriously injured and I'm glad that Diamond wasn't murdered. Uh, you ask yourself, if she wouldn't have shot, and she would have tucked her gun because she's unsure of who it is and she would have looked out and that officer would have saw her with a firearm, he would have killed her,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So it's, 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 it's a bad, you know, factual basis, but um, I have faith. Um, I have faith in, in, in being able to navigate this, this system and ensure that the, um, that that justice moving forth is is served.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. You actually answered my next question: was what you hoped would come from this, um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not in tune with every ounce of the law, but I I too hope that there continues to be progress um, and productive change,
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, and not just you know, this happened and it continues to happen again. And I think part, you know, some of my cynicism is that we we've seen this before. Um, and I, yeah, I I hope that there continues to be productive change. Um, Mm. and I appreciate the effort and the, the work that you're doing and the, the attention that you brought to this, um, So yeah, much respect to you and to um, everyone who is serving on behalf of Diamonds and her family. Um, So I want to um, ask this question about, we kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but um, to end our conversation today about what you hope your legacy will be both individually and then as a family. Um, So yeah, what do you hope your legacy will be? When you're Kelly. Hmm.
1: What do I hope my legacy would be?
2: Heavy, heavy, heavy. That is
1: pretty, that's pretty heavy. That
0: take, your time,
1: pretty, take your time, take your time. It's pretty heavy. Um,
2: I mean, I, I, I guess I'll start nothing prolific, but I mean, I want people to remember me as just a good person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: At my memorial service, I want it to be, you know, funny stories, memories you had with me. Hopefully, you know, just good anecdotes of what kind of person I was. And I hope that the kind of person I was will show to be just a good person. Not perfect, mm-hmm. flawed, you know, but um, someone that showed love and that the people around me knew how I felt about them, that I loved them. So no one is going to say Kim was the nicest person,
0: but I hope they'll <laughs> see <do> that. <laughs> I'll I say that. that, but you know, Mike. I don't know. You know, I but. hope
2: to nice people. I hope the choose yes. people that the people that I love knew that I love them, and mm-hmm. that I tried to be kind, and you know, and just be my authentic self.
3: Yeah, so. yeah, That's
1: yeah. What I hope. Yeah, I can piggyback off of that, man. I want to be the the legacy that I that I le- leave is. I want to be a uh, remember as an honest man.
3: Mm
1: what it means to be honest, and what it means to truly be a man, like um, to protect my family and my community. And, um, you know, and, and do it honestly, um, respectfully with, with true intentions, just outright. Um, so many people are just slimy in some sense, yeah. of so not just just don't have a backbone, to stand up and just say, this is what, this is how how we do things. Like, mm-hmm. I I not and I I think that, I think that, I've inherited a, a a legacy that continues to, you know, like who I am is because of who the people who poured things into me and like my family, my my father, my my grandfather. So I kind of have, uh, you know, inherited their legacy as well, and I want that to keep going, but. It's an honest, uh, honest man to stand on his uh, stand on his own too, and tell you, um, you, know, how, you know, how he feels about certain things, and uh, be willing to fight for those causes. Um, and you know, just do it respectfully and, and nobly. You yeah. Know? Um, I want to live a full life, uh, you know, with free fall, with no types of regrets, or you know, regrets meaning you know, things you can't change, like, and be able to, Alicia, I can keep rambling on and on about this. This, this. I've never thought about answering that question, but I I want my legacy. I want them to say, you know what, Steve was a, he was a a fair, decent, honest man, and what that truly means to be that. Um,
2: And if I pass with some knowledge of the fact that I'm going, I want to feel like completely at peace, like I did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I did that. I did everything I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I think I asked that question because I think about legacy often. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I know that I want to leave a legacy of integrity um, of intentionality and um, that I, whether it be publicly or privately that I um, um, cared for my family Number one, I, I, I stood firm in my values, um, cared for my family, um, whether that be my current, you know, my current family structure of parents, siblings um, or future family, whether that be a partner or children, and also um, did the work that I was called to do and did it well and um, and care for our people. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's it. Like I, and I even I even every day I feel like I work to cement a legacy, you know, whether even as a medical student now, I am intentional about my interactions with patients. I um I am intentional about making sure that I don't just in small ways, don't just brush over things or ignore stuff because that matters. Yeah. And so for me, it's doing the work that I'm called to do and do it purposefully and intention, intentionally intentionally um, and with integrity. So, yeah, and the same, Kim, if I know that I'm, if it's my time when I'm, you know, preferably I would like to die like, a, you know, I'd be like maybe 97. Really, I want to make it to like maybe 105. And, and on on Saturday morning, you know, play my tennis, right? Go play tennis with my titanium knees because at that point, my knees might not be any good. Um, and uh,
2: like, sister, you, trying to, you want to go I'm out? Trying
0: of- to, I, I want to live a long, fulfilled, like filling life. Um, you know, have some grandchildren, great, great grandchildren that I buy stuff that they don't need that their parents tell me not to buy, yeah. and um, and do whatever for them, but also know go knowing that I have done well and that I can genuinely say, well done, well done. Um, I like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah,
1: well done. well done.
0: Yeah, that's it. When it's the, and even if that is in ten years, well done. So there's intentionality right. right now, right. Well done um so yeah yeah But well, thank y'all
1: no thank you thank i really enjoyed talking with
0: you yeah, yeah. You, you too. Uh, it brings me absolute joy to watch y'all um and to see y'all love each other and care about each other um and also harass each other i really enjoyed that i think i think steve might you might harass kim more than kim harass you
3: definitely
1: no, maybe i'm partial you just see it you just see <laughs> it because she don't like if, if i was able to post Everything that I catch her doing, uh, or c- convince her to do, oh man!
2: Oh, like this morning he found. Um, I keep on my bedside under my table silly string mm. oh, in a silly
3: string.
2: Yeah, and it's just for him. So if he bothers me. I just I spray his ass <laughs> right
0: in the face. Yeah.
1: That's harassment. That's then, not. It's that's it's harassment. It's and a, then I say I'm gonna get you, and then y'all see me get her. <laughs> i see what she did to me mm-hmm. but it's fun it's yeah like, this is my friend it's like living with it's your my best guy. friend
0: yeah that's awesome that is awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. so um that's it that's the yeah. conversation i loved it yeah, was- <laughs> alicia i'm glad i'm glad